Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University. Great to see everybody here back on campus. This week, we are pulling classic episode out of the vault. You are going to love this. It is with Don Jalbert, who is the owner of Exhibit Associates, and he shares his top trade show hacks for increasing ROI. And who doesn't want that? Everyone wants better ROI. You are going to love this episode. You're going to love his passion and his excitement for the industry and his wisdom. You're going to take away such great tips that are going to help you keep more money in your wallet, which at the end of the day is what it's all about. So without any further ado, let's listen to our interview with Don Jalbert. Really excited to have you here today. This is going to be a fun interview. We're going to be talking a lot about trade show hacks. How can you improve your ROI as an exhibitor? And I've got on someone who is who who knows all about this. His name is Don Jalbert. John is the owner of Exhibit Associates. As an exhibit house owner, prior to trade shows, he was in the United States Air Force. So thank you, Don, for that. Software, he was in wine. He spent some time as a defense contractor in Afghanistan as well. He took a tour of Exhibit Associates and within hours decided to buy the company with his wife. <laughs> no experience in the industry, just jumped in with both feet. And now, nine and a half years later, been uh, quite a journey for him. So, Don, thank you for coming on. Welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to all our event professionals out there. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. I just listening to you there, given my background. Now I have to live up to that in this podcast. So I hope every, <laughs> everybody who's listening gets their money's worth today. I know they will. Yeah, their money's worth. So I double the money back guarantee for anyone who doesn't feel they got value out of today's episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Don, Don, first you gotta you gotta share share the story. Yeah no experience in the industry and you buy an exhibit house how did that happen well like you said nine and a half years later we're kind of wondering what the heck did we do some days <laughs> it, it is someone told me once that if you're in this industry for five years you're kind of unemployable anywhere else the energy of it the pace of it the the just everything that happens and everything that we get to do uh it, it, it is. It makes it makes other jobs absolutely boring. And one of the things that I was, I was a defense contractor, as you mentioned, and I was over in Afghanistan. And to, to timestamp it for people, I landed in Kabul the day they killed Osama bin Laden. Everybody wow. remembers when they were there that day. I had no idea I landed. Security was as tight as you can imagine. And it was absolutely incredible. 
And so I did that. And then they, I was rolling back uh, to the States and they wanted me to move up to uh, Colorado Springs and kids in high school. And, and, and we were like, well, let me, let me go find a job. And then a friend invited me to go tour exhibit associates. They were looking for uh, someone to take it over. And I saw the trade show booths being built. I saw pictures of some of the displays and uh, museums they have done. Our, one of our signature pieces here in Kansas City is the Chiefs Hall of Honor, the Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Honor at yeah. Arrowhead Stadium. And I was seeing pictures of that and I was like, this is absolutely amazing. So my wife got a call from me that morning and I said, we got to buy this company. Her first question is, where are you? <laughs> so we, we worked it out with the, the, the owners, the original founders of the company in 1978. And we bought the company and we've been at it, like you said, for nine and a half years now. And it has been a ride. I will tell you that I had been a business owner before but not in this industry. And there, it's, a, it's a different type of business because the timelines, if you're doing software and you miss a deadline, you can always go back. You know, you can push it back a week and it's usually not a fatal mistake, but I, trade shows wait for no, nobody. Right. They wait for nobody. And I, I, I tell that I have my trade show truths that I like to tell people. And that is number one, trade shows wait for nobody. As far as trade show goes, I, I, a couple other ones I love sharing is, you know, Friday, on, Friday only means you have two more days until the show opens, you know, instead of a regular weekend in this industry, <laughs> Friday means yes. you have two days to get ready for the show. And then uh, my, my favorite is I tell people, the closer you make your, you schedule your flight to the end of the show, the longer it will take for the crates to get back. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true 100 percent true <laughs> and I, I i and if and if you go to my linkedin profile i put up a couple of pdfs in the last couple of days and it has all these trade show truths in there and i'll mention a website that they can go to and they can get the trade show truths and the hacks that we're going to be talking about as well so there'll be a lot of material for people to go download free of charge no email required no paywall no retargeting just let's have some fun, talk about the hacks and the truths about trade shows. Awesome. And thank you for sharing your story. It's an amazing story. Not many people would uh, are looking at that and going or thinking, wow, that's like jumping off a cliff. <laughs> and, and you sure did with both feet. And here you are. And, and, and not only that, but you, you survived a pandemic when that shut down everything. And I know I can't imagine how tough that was uh, for you it's, guys as well. It, extremely tough and people talk about how tough they have and i i always hear the stories about people who pivoted and their companies grew by 30 40 you know 50 percent and i'm like man we tried pivoting we but our structure is designed to design and build trade show booths corporate displays and museum exhibits so it, we just could not be competitive in the Plex market at every grocery store in America. Mm. It was just, we just could not be competitive in that market because our guys are craftsmen. You know, they, they're, they're, they're talented and what they do, I can't do. And I love the work they do. I love the work they put out. Our designers do amazing stuff. And the, the rule is if it looks like I did it, whether it's design or fabrication, you have failed at your job. If it looks <laughs> like I did it because <laughs> You know, I train, you know, I give them the tools they need. They tell me what they need. And then my number one role is to get out of the way. 
and let them do their job and, and, and get the customers in here who can benefit from what they design and what they fabricate. So that's one of the best rules I've heard about management. And that is something that I, I've, I've heard this throughout, throughout time, throughout my career from the best that you hire people with great talent and then you get out of their way. You tell them what you need done and then get out of their way. And you don't give them the specifics here. You have to do step one, step two, step three. Of course, there's, there might be some time for that. But overall, let them use their own creativity, their own experience, their own ingenuity to get the job done. Yes. Well done. Yes. Well done. All right. Let's dive into trade show hacks. You've right. got four trade show hacks you're going to share with us today. So let's start with number one. What is trade show hack number one, Don? Well, it's as simple as tell people you're going. That's yeah. it. And what I found in this industry is that Twitter is huge. And all the shows that our clients go to have a Twitter page, have a Twitter hashtag. And they're all, and so I tell them, start hitting that and use the, use the trade show handle, you know, let's say yep. at CES, let's use CES as an example. And then there's probably a hashtag, hashtag CES 2022. You know, that was probably the hashtags. And I say, I said, hey, find us at CES, you know, and we're going to be in booth 111. And we are looking forward to showing off our new product and mention the product and do it at a regular and consistent basis. That's one way on social media. There's all the social media channels. Hit it. Don't be obnoxious about it. And if your brand is so important, and I'll use Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is not going to say we're going to be at a trade show. They probably have a Coca-Cola events. So it would be like Exhibit Associates events, EA events. And we would tell people we're going to be at the trade show if we didn't want to confuse it with our brand because there is a lot of brand equity in our business. I mean, it's all about brand equity. And so you, you have to make sure that you're not confusing the message to the consumer if you're B2C. But if you're B2B, hit it hard, hit it on all your social media channels. And when I say hit it hard, just consistent, you know, maybe a month out, two months out, give your audience time to get to the trade show and then just tell people you're going and then have, and this is the, where I, I, I tell my marketing uh, clients, tell the salespeople, tell their clients that they're going to be at the trade show. That's where you can do the face-to-face. -face, and it's so important to do those face-to-face because -face, where else are you going to run into that many decision-makers in a two-day period. It, there's not another event other than a trade show where your industry decision makers are going to be there. So tell your potential customers and tell your existing customers that you're going to be exhibiting at that trade show and use social media. So that is, and again, that has nothing to do with the exhibit associates. I just say, here it is. Yeah. And I have on my exhibit associates slash insider page. And that's the page everyone can go to on our website. It's got all these downloads in there that are, the hacks, the trade show truths, and the Twitter usage, basically just tell them and tell them and don't let them forget because you, one good customer at a trade show can change the direction of your customer, of your, of your company. Oh, so, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. So but that's hack one. Hack number one. So simple, but so awesome. So good. Yes. Tell yes. people that you're actually going. And I know yes. so many companies that don't do this. Yes. They, they just, they show up and they just kind of say, "Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I'm here," but you could have done, you could have made a difference for one of your customers just by reaching out and say, "Hey, we're going to be at ABC show," 
and they're like i didn't even know that show was coming up what i've never heard of that one all of a sudden you're you're exposing them to a new world get out there tell people where you're going yes exactly all right hack number two all right this one this one irritates me this is fingernails on a chalkboard irritation when you don't exhibit with a plan i have been in two trade shows and i have seen in the opening 30 minutes nobody in a trade show booth and that opening 30 minutes is like the golden hour yeah it's it's like it's like that's when you're you you've got to be there and another pet peeve is when you have people uh, eating lunch in the booth and i i i actually on i took a picture of a booth and had two people eating lunch and I was sitting there going, okay, who, who's going to roll by and start talking to you when you're, you know, got onion breath. Yeah. And so it's exhibit with a plan. And I, I mean, I'm not talking about the design to build. I'm talking about during the show, who's going to be there, who's working through the lunch, who is going. And then there's networking events. If you're an exhibitor, there are networking events. You two go to the first event. And if there's follow-up, you go to the third, you go to the second event, but also on the second event, I need you over there. How many how many appointments have we booked in the booth? So how many pre-scheduled appointments? If you've been telling people you're going and you're talking to your existing or potential customers and you say, stop by our booth, set an appointment and have them come to the booth at a certain time and make sure that when you set that appointment that you're there. That's kind of a, a good rule of thumb. I mean, I've been mm -hmm. in a booth where a guy, they closed the deal that more than paid for the company's trade show program for three to four months and the guy said it in a heartbeat. He goes, that's a 15 minute discussion ended with a handshake that took me eight months to get. But he, but he got the handshake and he basically the rest was just to sign the contract and, and move forward. But the deal was sealed at the trade show. Now that's where the trade show got a little more credit than it deserves. But you know, the, the salesperson had done the work up in front of the trade show and, and sealed the deal in the trade show. So that was very important. But from the opening minute, to the closing minute, have someone in that booth ready to engage with attendees. And I do mean the closing minute. Do not break down at 3.59 if it's going to 4 o'clock. You're there to 4.01. Yes. Thank you for saying that because I see that all the time that companies will start. They'll, they'll start packing up an hour before it's over. And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you doing? What are you doing? I've, I've actually had at the last second – we're, we're starting to think, okay, we're, we're going to be breaking down in the next two minutes. And someone run up to the booth saying they missed their flight. They intended to talk to us at, they needed to see our product. That never would have happened if we decided to, to break down early. Yes. It does happen. And it is, yeah, it is such an important thing. And absolutely, I concur with you a thousand percent to have a plan. You've got to have that plan in yes. place. That's what I love about this conversation already. We're talking about trade show hacks. We're only on number two, but you've sprinkled in like eight or nine tips on how to do things better, some do's, some don'ts, and to make your booth approachable. Don't, you know, make sure you're at the booth. <laughs> make sure you're not eating at the booth. So many great tips like that that are just fantastic. Yes. So exhibit with a plan. Number yeah. Hack number two. Don't leave early. That's and don't that's... leave early. All right. Hack number three. Oh, man. If you don't do this, don't even go. Follow up. I mean, you let's say you go to a two-day show. You have 100 leads. Well, however you define that, 100 follow-up you have to go with. 
you know, what is the game plan afterwards to engage with those hundred contacts that you got at the trade show? Now, there's actually, a, there's a super hack that I really, really like, and a customer of mine did this, and I thought it was really awesome, was they pre-wrote emails in their constant contact for day one and day two of the show. So if you showed up in day one, you got a day one email, thanks for stopping by, and only those who came by the booth got it. And what they did was they got an extra special discount, a deep discount, if they came back the next day and sealed the deal. So only if they showed up the next day would they get the discount. And they had the pre-written constant contact email, was already approved by sales, already approved by marketing. And their closure rate on that was absolutely amazing because they had interest. They had an interested party. All they had to do was hook him. And they got the customer and the lifetime value of that customer, if they provided their services, more than made up for the deep discount that they got being a day one or day two email. And that's a super hack. That is get that ready to go. And you, and, and they, they can, that customer of ours continues to do that. And they, to them, it's a, it's a revenue generator. They know it's going to be a revenue generator. What a great super hack that, that is because you're, 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 setting yourself apart all of uh, from everyone else there at the show yes. no one else is doing that they might be replying they might be sending an email but to actually engage them and say look we want to close this deal offering that discount awesome awesome yes it is the services company so they they gave they gave a great discount in the first six months of their service but once they got the customer they knew how long they were going to be there if they did their job right so it was well worth it but follow up and in marketing this is where marketing and sales has a conflict because marketing says hey i need a hundred thousand dollars for the next trade show and it's like well did we get any business from the last trade show and sales is kind of like well of course we did we did great our sales team is awesome <laughs> but from a finance standpoint they want to see the proof and yeah. so that's where you got to have the follow-up and and track that through your crm package this is the amount of business we close and and it it, it's not an easy discussion to have between sales and marketing and finance, but I think it's one that has to happen. And the best way to improve your ROI is to follow up. And without following up, don't even go. Just don't go. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. And I, you brought up a great, great point in that super hack. Just uh, at the very base level is to have a plan ahead of time where you've got your emails written. You know that within X days of going we're going to be sending out email number one and maybe you have it separated out by the type of conversation you had you had yes. those people who are super interested those are the you know the, the super hot leads and then you have some others that you just had a, a casual conversation with so you don't send them the same follow-up email you send them different emails because yes. you had different kinds of conversation with those but it's all about the pre-planning so that when you come back you're not wasting any time trying to figure out what you're going to do because when you come back to the office, you've just been out of the office for a few days. So you've got piled up emails. You've got all sorts of things you got to get go go with. If you don't have the plan in place, it's just going to fall apart. And believe it or not, there's uh, another saying in sales, you protect your client base and you plunder your competition's client base. So you're protecting and plunder. So with that email, you are already starting the process of plundering your competition's customer base or you're protecting your customer base because you send out that email and you're first in the gate. Because really, you don't want to be the fourth person making a phone call to say, come and look at my widget. It's just not going to, he's already made the, the, the customer, the attendee, the customer, 
the potential client has already made up his mind at that point and you're you're late to the game so these the, the follow-up is so critical and speed is and i think you said in one of your podcasts speed is king i think it's something yeah, you said absolutely something you said. i agree um, and it is it is very important that you you go fast afterwards to close the deal yeah um, to, to circle Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I was going to say we have a we have a rule here when something comes in on our, our one of our leads, whether it's a sales at or we we get an email or someone hits us through our website. You know, our, we want to be on that within. That's the first most important thing at that point in time. Unless the building's on fire, we respond within minutes of that because we know they went out to our competitors as well. They're not just calling yeah. exhibit associates and saying, Hey, let's just go with exhibit associates. They are calling our competitors. So we want to be the first one to make that phone call. No different than at the end of a trade show. When we try to practice what we preach, we speed is king to us. And it's, it has to be absolutely critical on the hack number three and the follow-up speed wins. Absolutely. And to circle back on something you said a little bit earlier about, you know, your people may may have taken eight months doing all that pre-work, but you got to close the deal at the show or maybe close the deal in the follow-up. Think about this. Your customers or someone you may have met there at the show, they're there to close a deal. They're there to, to buy. And they said, I'm going to do it at the show. Why am I going to do it at the show? Because I can compare the four competitors, because they're all going to be there at the show. So I can go and talk to their people, check out, do get demos, do all that stuff. So speed is going to be so important when you yes. come back to them. And because you might be you might be in lockstep with someone else and you might just be that first one back to the game and they, they close that deal with you. So outstanding. I, no, I, I always say they don't send the interns to San Diego when it's when the trade shows in San Diego. They don't send the interns. <laughs> The decision maker goes. Yeah, yes, it's his yes. budget. It's his budget. He's going, or it's her budget. She's going. Yeah, and and so yeah, but follow up speed is king, and that's true now more than ever. I think with the decision makers are going to shows at a higher rate right now. They're coming through COVID, they're you know the budgets are maybe are not all the way back yet, and so they can't afford to send the entire team. So they're sending the decision makers. So yes. make sure you you. Yes. Pay attention to that at the show. Yeah. All right. Hack number four. All right. This one, this one has so many different caveats to it. It's stand out. You've got to stand out in a positive way. And I will say this, and it's in the presentation that's on the slash insider page. Do not, do not bring the little putter and the green stripper AstroTurf. That is not <laughs> how you stand out. You stand out with a professional looking team. You stand out with everybody looking the same. I know it's boring, but have that logo. Sure. Your graphics have to be professionally done. Don't leave it to your sister-in-law's niece who's in, in 11th grade. She probably can do great work, but you know, let your exhibit house handle your graphics be, and get them done professionally. Get them up to date. What is your post-COVID messaging? We've had so many customers redo graphics because graphics they have a post-COVID message that they want to get out there, a post-lockdown message. And you know, they're not leaving it to you know, their, their niece or nephew in high school or middle school. They're leaving it to our design team to make sure that it's a professionally done and everything's got to be clean. They're, just do it in a professional way. You have to stand out, but you don't have to go over the top. Do not, do not putt on your thing. Do not have a game that someone's got to dance on buttons on the floor. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, because if your number one client comes in and the one who does 30% who's responsible for 30% of your revenues and they, they're not successful at the putt, they don't hit the putt. You're not going to give them the tchotchke that goes along with getting hit in the putt. Right. You know, and it's just, it's, if you don't do it in your office and if that's your culture, fine, bring it along. But if your office, you know, who has a putting strip in their office and it's just not, and I use that when I saw a ball of Eagle or a Falcon, it was, it was a beautiful bird. I want to say it was an Eagle. Absolutely beautiful at a, at a, at a, at a exhibit one time at a trade show is awesome. Incredible. I can't tell you what booth it was at, but they got a lot of people around them, but nobody was interested in what they were selling. They just wanted to see that Eagle and it was a magnificent bird. And, but it, again, it, standing out, but not for the right reasons, you know, obviously exhibit associates can help with graphics and booths and everything like that. But go that extra little effort to stand out in a professional way and make sure everybody adheres to the, to the rules. Make sure you're there. Make sure you have your brochures ready. If you're bringing, you know, don't bring every, I think you said this in Europe, don't bring every piece of marketing material right, you have. Right. Thumb drives are popular for all your digital presentations nowadays. And, you know, nobody's going to, it's not going to make it out of the hotel room. Your, your marketing material is not going to make it out of the hotel room because they're going to say, Oh, I bought an extra shirt here in uh, Houston. So that the shirt for my kid takes precedence over the exhibit associates brochure, although it's a nice brochure, right. you know, my, my kid wins. And so it's, there, there's a lot of things about standing out and just keeping everything up to date and professional and clean. Do not, you know, no gimmicks. That's what I want to say. No gimmicks. Theater presentations are tough in a trade show as well. Very seldom do you have every seat occupied. And sometimes if you only have one person there, they may feel self-conscious. But, oh, you know, make sure your people are great. Your branding is consistent and everything is professionally, you know, it looks looks great. And that's how I say stand out. Now, I do recommend a brand new 40 by 40 island double-decker booth for everybody. <laughs> But some reason, not everybody takes us up on that. So. But that's a great hack. Stand out in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah. Because when you think about some of these shows, you've got huge, huge numbers of booths, hundreds and hundreds of booths. How many do you actually remember? Yeah. And you might remember something like the Eagle or something that is just makes a big impression on you. But if you can't remember what the booth was, then it doesn't really matter. It's a big waste of time. You may have drawn people there, but if they can't remember why, so you've got to make sure it ties back and makes sense with your business and your brand. Yes, with your brand. you got to stand out. you got to have a great product. you got to have a great service, but you people have to be on point and stand out professionally. Fantastic. So four trade show hacks. Tell people you're going. Number two, exhibit with a plan. Number three, follow up and speed wins. And number yes. four, stand out in a good way. Thank you so much, Don, for sharing those hacks. You've, you've shared, and you've shared a ton of tips on top of all that. What would be if you want uh, someone to, to take away a couple of key things from today's discussion? What would you want those things to be? Trade shows take planning, and here here at Exhibit Associates, I'm, I'm just. We have a process that we put our customers through, and it's not, it's a framework, I'll say, but it leads to planning, which leads to execution, which leads to success. And if you don't do the planning, if you don't sit around with all stakeholders at six months out from a big trade show, not bringing your pop up, which, you know, a lot of small companies work with us, but the larger ones, you know, they're planning 18 months out what their trade show is going to be. But do the planning, do not wing it, don't assume 
don't you one the phrase you don't want to hear is oh i thought bob was bringing the banner stand oh, you know, yeah you know do the planning because don't make assumptions and just just do the planning up front that is so important and then get into the hacks you know and again and i'll say it again you can go to the exhibit associates slash insider and everything is there ready to download just the simple hacks the trade show truce and a lot more detail on the hacks and along with the picture of the worst giveaway ever so oh. if you want to see what the worst giveaway <laughs> ever is go to the insider page download the detailed version of the hacks and you'll see it's the first slide worst giveaway ever i'm not going to give it away here but the worst giveaway ever is in that presentation. All right. So you got to get over there, exhibitassociates.com slash insider. And I'll drop a link into the show notes. If you're driving or on the treadmill right now, just click the show notes button and you can click over to that page. Don, how should people get in touch with you if they, they want to learn more? It's as easy as Don at exhibitassociates.com. And I am all over social media, whether it's my Instagram, my Twitter, uh, the company Twitter, Facebook, you can find me anywhere. Just Google me with a trade. Just do Don Jalbert and trade shows and I'll pop up. Don, thank you so much for sharing all this great stuff, the four hacks and all these tips. And uh, on behalf of uh, the industry, thanks for diving in nine and a half years ago and, and taking a chance on this and, and getting sucked into this industry, which we all love so much. Yes, we do. Thank <laughs> you so much. Glad to be here. I really am. Thanks for Thanks for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it's my pleasure, and for everyone listening, dive into those hacks, absorb those, be, have those become part of your game plan as you, as you move forward, and then also part of your game plan, keep binging on Trade Show University <laughs> uh, podcast. Go over to uh, tradeshowu.biz slash episodes, and I have all of the episodes there categorized for you so you can find exactly what you need as quickly as you want. And continue to come back here on campus each week at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time. If you're going to be exhibiting at an upcoming trade show, don't make the mistake of waiting until you get to the show to learn the lessons on what you need to change and those tweaks you need to make for the next time. You could do that before this next show and accelerate your results. I can help you get locked in for success with my expert review exclusively from Trade Show University. Because having a professional set of eyes is so important because you just don't know what you don't know. So through the expert review, we will look at your design, your messaging, goals and metrics, the attendee journey, and all that is going to identify gaps and opportunities you don't even know exist. And we're going to get you capturing more leads than ever before. Go to tradeshowu.biz slash services. That's tradeshow, the letter U dot B-I-Z slash services. And we'll get you getting more qualified leads than ever before.